Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. Rick Lupert here of the Poetry Superhighway. It's our March 2017 edition of Poetry Superhighway Live. Glad to have you with me. Happy March, everyone. Poetry Month is mere days away. Looking forward to uh, some special Poetry Superhighway festivities for Poetry Month. I'll tell you about it in a sec, but... We're here for an open reading, so call in. The number to call in and read is area code 646-716-7362. We have no content or style restrictions. We implore you to call in and read your read your work, whether it's something brand new, something something tried and true, uh, whatever you'd like. Call in and read, and, and be prepared to answer my questions about what's going on in your poetry world. Perhaps you want to tell us about a reading series that uh, you frequent in your hometown that maybe other people uh, also in your hometown who might be listening don't know about. Or tell us about your newest book or or thing that you have going on that's related to poetry. Yeah? My name is Rick Lupert. I'm the Master of Ceremonies. Happy to have you with me. Um, so as I mentioned, National Poetry Month here in the United States is coming up in April. And this will be the fifth year, I think the fifth year, maybe it's the fourth. I forget. It's definitely fourth or fifth, or a very similar number. Uh, It'll be the fourth year or so that we have published a poetry writing prompt every single day. A lot of people participate in uh, NAPO-RIMO, National Poetry Writing Month, where the challenge is for every month, every day during the month of April – to write a poem. So at the end of the month, you've got 30 new poems. Maybe even some good ones will come out of it, you know? So maybe you're doing that, and uh, maybe you've got ideas, and maybe you don't need writing prompts, but maybe you do. So every single day during the month of April, we've done this for a few years now, we will publish a writing prompt. We're going to put them up on our website and also in our Facebook group. If If you're not in the Facebook group, it's a good place to be. Um, You're welcome to post your own poetry and poetry news in there at any time for any reason. We have one guideline, and that's uh, people only post a maximum of once per 24-hour period. So uh, we're we're trying not to be – you know, I don't know if you've noticed, if you're in a bunch of poetry groups, a lot of times what what people will do um, is they'll just go from group to group posting the same thing over and over without really reading what's in the group or paying attention to anything else that's going on there. Um, and I certainly understand the desire to uh, spread your work far and wide as, as to as, as wide an audience as possible. Um, but um, I also have a great desire for the Poetry Superhighway group to be a little bit more participatory, for people to care about what other people post and and to be mindful about how they participate. So we set up this one guideline. If you're in the group, you probably received the welcome message from me, which uh, which stated this. Uh, if you've ever accidentally posted something more than more than once, more in a 24-hour period, you've probably received another uh, gentle, friendly reminder about that guideline. But we ask that you just post once for 20 every 24 hours in that group. 
Uh, feel free to post anything you want related to poetry. It could be your own project that you're promoting, a contest, anything. It doesn't matter as long as it's of interest to poets and writers. And it would be amazing if uh, if you took some time to also um, participate in the group by interacting in some way with with what other people have posted. Maybe someone posted a poem and you liked it, so click the like button. Um, I know <clears throat> as someone who posts poetry in poetry groups sometimes, it sure uh, feels a lot less lonely when I get a single like or a comment on the poem. So I encourage you to uh, keep that in mind as you post your own stuff. If you want feedback on it, you should be the person who also gives feedback to other people. Anyway, the point, though, close parentheses on that long parenthetical comment on the Facebook group, we will also be posting these daily writing prompts in our Facebook group. Here's the most important part about this. We get these writing prompts uh, that we post every day during National Poetry Month from you. Um, there's a form on the Poetry Superhighway website. If you if you go to the website, poetrysuperhighway.com slash PSH, right at the top, it says a prompt today. Submit yours. Click on that, and you'll see what we're looking for. Maybe you've got a great writing idea that uh, that you'd like to share with people. Um, fill out the form, and we will consider it uh, for uh, one of the 30 prompts that we're posting next month. Just a couple tips on that. Um, sometimes people uh, post or submit prompts which are just a single line of text or or their own poem for that matter. Now, I don't mean to uh, say that that's not a legitimate uh, way to, uh, to, uh, to, to find a writing prompt, just to look at, at someone else's poem and start writing on it, but um, what I'm specifically looking for in writing prompts, the ones that I'm more likely to choose, are ones that include uh, instruction, a, um, a complete... Um, a complete... Uh, uh, Writing exercise, as it were. Um, and if you go to the uh, prompt page, or actually from anywhere on the Poetry Superhighway website under Special Projects, you can see all of the ones I've chosen to put up the last few years. And uh, so you see the kinds of things that I'm looking for. Odds are if you just post a line of text, an image, without any instruction, I'm not going to choose that. So there you go. So submit yours. Um, in the next few days would be great so I can schedule all the prompts to go up this month, and uh, it would be great. Um, the, the cool thing about it is that in our Facebook group, not only do we post the prompts there, but we encourage people to, once they've written, if they write a poem to a particular prompt, to actually post that poem uh, as a comment to that prompt in the Facebook group. Um, just a cool thing, create some, create some interaction. Maybe you'll get some feedback from the person who who wrote the prompt, etc., um, and it will, perhaps it will help you. <clears throat> excuse me, help you uh, uh, achieve your goal of writing a poem every day during National Poetry Writing Month. So there you go. That's what's going on in Poetry Superhighway Land. Um, again, the number is. Uh, uh, I'd love for you to call in and and read a poem here in our open reading today. We're on for the next 53 minutes. The number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Our first caller is from the 512 area code. Hello. 512, are you there? Uh, I'm I'm with 512. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yes. Yeah. Uh, this oh is Kay Abicalet calling from the Austin area. 
And this okay. is the first time I've dared to call in. <laughs> uh, I don't know if what? you remember my name. I of course I do. You've been uh, participating in Poetry Superhighway projects for years. It's so so great to hear your voice for the oh. first time. Well, thank you. I finally got up the courage to call in, uh, but I am not very computer savvy. I can edit pretty well. I can write. But when it comes to connecting, so I'm glad we are connected. What do you I did have? It. <laughs> I hope I don't have anything else to do before <laughs> before I have to stop talking and can listen to you. I have enjoyed well, you... your super highway newsletter all these years. It's been very exciting and I want to thank you for being so gracious and accepting uh the poets who write in and like me and uh, hope to get a reply and you always reply and I am very appreciative. Well, I uh, it's it's my pleasure. Um, you know, the mission of the Poetry Superhighways is to expose as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible. So um, you're part of that, and I and I appreciate it. Do you have a? Can you read us a poem? Uh, surely. Um, what are your criteria? How long or short should it be? And would you rather have funny poetry or uh, poetry to think about? What do you prefer? I, I personally love funny poetry, but I, you know, I would, uh, I'd love to hear whatever you're most excited about about reading. Um, uh, we're at the top of the show, and so we've got we've got a good amount of time. So, but uh, you know, just uh, imagine yourself in front of a group of people, and what what does your sensibility say that okay. you should read right now? Read now. Okay, here's the one I wrote uh, recently uh, when I was at Key West uh, at the uh, poetry. Uh, meeting there in 2004 and I can read that the weather was great like it is here in Austin I called it Key West here goes sun-drenched afternoon breezes ripple through palms at custom house touches a swaying cruiser blue awnings undulate via the azure sky and now guitar strings strum tranquil Melodies caress, hearts unfold onto sleeves. Scribbled lines straighten to evocation. The island's immersion bubbles, rushes, pours, confirms the magic of its spring, rains down confidence, accomplishment. The moment embedded in memory rekindles longing for Key West's magic. Very nice, Kay. Uh, what what poetry meeting did you uh, attend in in Key West? In Key West, that was the Robert Frost uh, Poetry Festival, two thousand and four. It it was I think they have it uh, almost every four years, and uh, I went there with a friend, and we had a wonderful time, with orchids dangling into our faces. And we sat outside and wrote. It was marvelous. It, That's I, wonderful. I, I invite, yeah, no, you know, <laughs> I go invite anyone to go. Well, uh, yeah, let us know uh, when the next one is happening. Now, you live in Austin, you said, which... Uh, which yes. is which is as far as I know um uh, really known for uh 
having kind of an artistic sensibility uh, all around. Uh, do you participate in poetry things in Austin that you can tell us about? Oh, yes. I can tell you that uh, the Austin International Poetry Festival is coming up April 6th through Sunday, April 9th. It is the 25th annual poetry celebration for the Austin International Poetry Festival. And the uh, connection where you can read all about it is um, uh, AIPF.com. And it starts next week, April 6th, on Thursday, and runs through Sunday. We have international poets coming, and, of course, local Texas poets and poets from around the states. Uh, It's uh, the... uh, uh, Anthology is called Diverse City Anthology Competition. People send in their poems and hope to get them published in the anthology. And uh, there are poetry workshops, readings, and a slam. And uh, it's a um, if your poet is accepted, you receive a free anthology. And so AIPS. Austin International Poetry Festival. I can heartily <laughs> recommend, and this is their 25th annual poetry festival. Wow, that's very exciting. Um, yeah, of course, uh, the, the Austin International Poetry Festival has been on my radar for uh, for a long time. It's been around for uh, longer than the Poetry Superhighway, which, and we're in our 20th year uh, this year. But uh, yeah. that's great. Well, Kay, I'm so glad that you uh, called in uh, finally after all these years, and um, I hope you do so again. Oh, thank you very much, Rick. I think you're doing wonderful work, and your recent honoraria, they are wonderful. I i clapped in applause for you. <laughs> thank you so much. All right, Kay, good to hear your voice. Um, all right. That was, uh, bye, that was uh, Kay Voigt Abi Khalid from uh, the Austin Texas area. This is one of the coolest things about doing this show. Now, this is five or six years I've been doing Poetry Superhighway live, but um, but Poetry Superhighway. This is, we're we're twenty years into doing Poetry Superhighway, and there are there are names, there are people who have been participating in our various projects, submitting poetry to Poet of the Week, um, our Great Poetry Exchange, you know, all the different things that we do, our contest every year. People who I've never actually met or spoken with, and every now and then uh, one of them pops up on the show and uh you know after knowing their name for you know a decade or more and it's just so cool so there you go all right uh moving on the number to call in if you would like to call in and read a poem and i hope you i hope you would like to do that the number is 646-716-7362 our next caller is from the 705 area code hello good afternoon rick how are you i'm good thanks i'm good Awesome. It's your buddy from Canada, my friend. Ah, uh, yes. Hello, Alex. <clears throat> Sorry, I didn't recognize your voice uh, first thing. Do you have a cold or something? It's a little different there. Oh, no. Or maybe at all. I'm just making excuses. You're just making excuses, my friend. <laughs> that must be that must be it. But uh, uh, there you go, Sault Ste. Marie, Canada. There you go. See, I know what's going on. You know it, Rick. I got right, one we... of two. I've got one of two today. One is about what just happened in England with the terrorism attack there, and then another one 
is a funny one about a movie we watched last night, and I just took a little inspiration from that. So you pick one or the other. Let's do the funny one. You you always are, are, are do a lot of uh, you know heavy and serious stuff, which is great. But um, okay. I, I'm in the mood for funnies. If, if you're up for it, go for it. Okay, here's the funny one. It's called Twilight's Dawning. If you come any closer, I'll never let you go. She did not hesitate with jumping into my arms. Not the ending to a story, but the actual beginning. She finally took the plunge before, never willing, to get her feet wet. But with a change of heart, just dove right in, realizing at the last second what was at stake, that she drove me away. Yet in a twilight's dawning, inspiration came to her soul. This I was waiting for, but I had lost all hope. I thought we had faded out of each other's picture. It is then true, time has no boundaries, that if two firmly believe, any barriers can be overcome, even when it appears neither is within sight. A wish upon a star can close vast distances quickly, which here was the case, as we were almost light years apart. This space did not come between. As a call out into the night came back with an answer, one I always wanted to hear, her voice spoke with such raw emotion. This did, not, this did us catapult to encircling each other's fear as she was over her fear of commitment. In poem. Con- congratulations. Thank you, sir. Is that in is that in order with the uh, the result of the poem there? Absolutely. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for um, getting out of your box a little bit uh, uh, and uh, and reading that that new style of poem. Uh, or maybe it's not new. It's just new in terms of what you shared. Uh, what you typically share with us. Glad to hear it. Absolutely, Rick, and I hope everything's going well for you, and thank you always for having this open uh, line around the world and allowing people from all over, from different genres and everything, and for sharing and making the rainbow that you help create. Uh, it's uh, it's no problem. I am, I'm happy to create rainbows wherever I go. Um, anything going on up in in your neck of the woods you wanna you wanna share with any any reading or anything like that? It, it, it's still this year. I'm hoping to to actually hopefully find two good publishers, one for a children's story and one for a poetry manuscript that I have. And uh, finally, instead of just publishing the magazines and books, individual ones actually have a book or two to my name for putting out there. And, 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 and I can faithfully say that there's a lot of people locally that claim to fame of publishing, Rick, but when they publish, they, they go the vanity press route, <clears throat> which is what I'm not willing to go because one of my ancestors, her pen name was George Sand, and she was the most prominent French female novelist in France in the 1800s, and I'm going her route. If I can't find a publisher that is willing to accept and to say there's quality there and we're going to pay for it for you, I'm not going to pay for it myself and just saying, oh, it, it, I published a book. Well, you don't publish a book when you just go the Vanity Press route. That's not really 
you know what I mean? That that's too easy. I mean, you, you have to earn it. You have to earn it, and you have to do the work, and you have to do the road work, and find a publisher that is in line with what you've written. Well, I you know that sensibility that you're speaking is one that I shared with you a while ago. Um, but I think that um, what used to be referred to as vanity presses were um, were folks who would take your money to publish your book, um, which I would differentiate from self-publishing these days, uh, which I think is a pretty legitimate route to go, in particular if you're looking at small presses, um, because having a book published by a small press – uh, may in fact get you that credential which which you just spoke of uh, in terms of having someone else make the determination on the quality of the work. But what makes a book successful these days is is not just that it was published; it's what happens after it's published. It's the marketing that's that's able to be done on the book. It's the promotion of it. It's the um, you know, are you able to do readings from it? Um, does it get put into bookstores and that kind of thing? And more often than not, um, small presses have a very limited ability and budget to do that kind of thing. So whereas it's nice to get the the credit, the credential, the the stamp of approval from the edit, editors of a small press, um, more often than not, it it ends up coming down to the author to do a lot of the legwork after the book is published in terms of getting getting the word about it out there. And um, if a publisher, this in my view, and I don't mean to say that small press publishing is, is illegitimate, illegitimate because I don't think that at all. I think it's great. Uh, but um, in my view, if you're um, on a small press who's not doing the work of, of promoting the book outside of just putting it up on Amazon and then hoping for the best um, – you know the amount of money that you have to spend to buy your own copies from them after after you get whatever author copies that you get. You know you're you're ending up spending you know a chunk of money that um, that you, that's greater than the amount you would have to spend going the self-publishing route, um, is, which I think is something really to keep in mind, especially if you um, have to do all of this marketing legwork to get the book heard or seen by anyone. So I'm not exactly on that page today, Alex, in terms of uh, uh, the opinions about self-publishing. I hear you. I know we've talked about that before. But um, I, I do think that it's a, a lofty goal, and I, and I hope that, um, that you achieve those goals this year because uh, there ain't nothing wrong with it. No, it, it, it's just one of those things that you you aim to achieve, and if you aim w- within within the realm of what's reasonable, then then you're going to hit it. It's just it's just finding the the right one, and, and I mean the, there's a hundred thousand publishers out there. You just have to uh, click on with the right one, and they have to read the the right stuff. And if they they like what they see, then they go for it, and that's how it usually happens. So. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Alex, thank you so much for calling in. As always, great to hear your voice, and um, and I'll talk to you next time. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Alex from Sault Ste. Marie, 
Ontario, Canada. Uh, all right, the number if you'd like to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 412 area code. Hi. Hey, Rick. How you doing? I'm good. <clears throat> Tell me who I'm talking to. This is Michael Marotti. I called last year a few times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yes. Uh, you're from Pittsburgh. Pennsylvania? Little Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, yeah. Pittsburgh, right. Pennsylvania. You know, I wanted to elaborate a little bit on that whole small press thing like I was talking about with yeah. publishers and whatnot. You know, in, in my studies with the small press, I've realized that I'd say about 90% of these small press publications rely on Lulu or CreateSpace as a means of production. Sure. I mean, I've bought multiple books recently. You know, unfortunately, the majority of them were, you know, gone awful. That's beyond the point. But I've realized it's Lulu or CreateSpace. So, I mean, being published anymore, you know, having a publisher do it, if they're using that, then why not just do it yourself? And you get to pocket, if you know, if you have green eyes, you get to pocket all the winnings. You get books for next to nothing. You could push your own product, you know? I mean, I just, I, yeah. it's just, it's kind of incomprehensible for me to go for a publisher anymore. It's like, you're using Lulu. Like, what's the point? I could buy my own yeah. ISBN number and call it Marathi Press if I wanted to, you know? Certainly, yeah. I mean, I can see both sides of it. You know, there, there, there's a, there are certain things like if you go the Create Space route or, or Ingram Spark for that matter, which is a comparable, I think more comparable to Create Space than, than Lulu and uh, price wise. Um, and I've used yeah. both extensively uh, in, in my own books and in publishing other people. Um, uh, there's, there's two, there's, there's two. You know, besides, I, I just, you know, responded to. To Alex by 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 giving the side of the coin that you're giving, but I also want to respond to the other side of the coin because I think both are legitimate ways to go. Like in order to effectively use these publishing on demand, uh, print on demand um, tools, which I think are amazing tools, um, you do have to have some design skills. You do need to be able to uh, follow the templates and things to put together a manuscript that 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 is to their exact specifications you have to be able to design the cover um you know and, and, yeah, and the concept the the concept that the cover is the front cover and the back cover and the spine it's all one image and so for people who 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 don't have you know basic design skills or who can use a tool to kind of put together um these kind of images that are print ready you you are um you are at a little bit of a disadvantage using those tools, or you would have to spend more money to take advantage of their services that that do those things for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, uh, but, but yeah, but there's but there's always YouTube. I mean, you can figure out whatever you want to do in the 21st century on YouTube. All you got go to YouTube. You know how, how to make a cover on YouTube. Bam! Within 20 minutes, you'll be educated. You know, it's not everything's so simplified in this day and age. You know, sure. we're actually making a lot, a lot of this uh, publication, uh, just a lot of things are becoming obsolete. You know, technology is just outdoing itself, which is kind of good and kind of bad, but still, I don't know, man. No, I hear you. I'm a big fan of self-publishing, and I've I've used uh, a Create Space extensively, um, and, and it's for the model that I want. You know, based on my skill set and my. Um, you know, ability to do these things, it's, it really works better for me. You know, in particular, you know, the, the, what I said earlier, the idea of being able to, or as you said, push your own product, um, that's, I think, where small presses kind of um, don't do as great great a job. 
mean, they do well, a great no, job of that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and, and another, another thing I realized with the small press, I'm just speaking from, from, from you know, my point of view. It seems like, you know, it, it's a very competitive thing, and most of the people, you know, that if you, you know, upload it on Facebook or something, you know, they'll like it, but they won't buy it. Like, to me, the small press is just a giant, you know, it's, it's kind of sycophantic, it's misleading, and, you know, they'll pat you on the back, but they won't buy your products. I mean, I don't know. Like the, my, Throughout the last year, my whole, you know, thought process and the thought on, on the small press has just become really dismal to an extent. And then I've seen I've seen uh, create uh, create space poetry books. I, I I wish I could remember this one. Uh, th- th- this black woman she made a uh, theme, about, like pretty much like the play of the black woman. And um, this is like the highest highest grossing poetry book of all time on create space. And nobody in the small press even knows who she is. She didn't even she just completely bypassed the small press. I mean, if if you go on the, I, I really should have did my research. But if you go on. Uh, <clears throat> on um, Amazon and look at it every, every day or every other day, there's a new verified purchase praising this book, create space. I mean, she lived this, this woman literally outsold the small press, the entire small press with one book. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it comes down to the marketing that was able to be done for the book by, by her. And it comes down to it actually being a good book too. You know, and it, it, of course you have to, you know, the bottom line is, if, you, if you're not creating good content uh, uh, that that then has the ability to to get in front of people, you're, it, it doesn't matter. So if people love this book, then then good for her that she went. Well, yeah, way. I mean, yeah, I mean, she's you know, I, I guess you could chase these like marginalized if you want, whatever. I, I I pretty much figured out that they're like poetry is like you know it's, it's not doing too well, but it will. Poetry's doing well. If you're writing it from a female perspective, preferably one that isn't Caucasian, I've realized. You know, we got that other, um, that Indian woman. Isn't she from Canada too? Um, what's her name? Uh, Rupi? Rapi? Hold on one second. Um, Take a gander of her book right now. You, you don't know who I'm talking about. Milk and Honey. Milk and Honey, that poetry book? Um, yeah, I she, do. The name is escaping just, me too. Yeah, she's destroying it too. And, and, and that just... That just you know, confirms my point, you know? It's like yeah. poetry selling if you're writing it from a female perspective. It's selling everywhere. I mean, these books are selling. But she's actually on, like, a um, bigger press. You know, she didn't do create space. But yeah. anyway, the, 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 those, are, those are my points about contemporary poetry and where it stands at this point. Because I don't know anybody that's really selling, selling books, including myself, you know? Well, uh yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'm sure there are people out there. I, I know a lot of people who do sell poetry books, and uh, from from every um, uh, 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 demographic, uh, whether they're male, female, um, and of all kinds of ethnic backgrounds. So, I mean, you know, it's it's again, it's about your ability to market it and and getting in front of people. And there's a lot of things that you can do to do that. But, uh, Michael, do you have a poem for us? Yeah, yeah, hold on, we'll handle that. I'm gonna I'll read a poem from the. I was printed in the Peking Cat Poetry Magazine, issue 21, from January 2017. So I'm going to plug them real quick. They're a pretty good publication from the UK. And my poem is called Have a Drink on Me. Here we are. Okay, here it is. I've written countless poems about my drunken mother. They've worked, they've worked to diminish the flame of her 100-proof habit. Now I've reached the point 
where the poems are just as monotonous as their belligerent actions. Maybe if she changed the bottle, I could produce something new. But she's stuck in her ways, too old to change. There's not a priest or program that could remedy this loss. Her health is fleeting, courtesy of vodka, as I have fled her perpetual abuse. My entire life has been a stitched-up wound she continues to rip open. Maybe I'll make an appearance this coming Christmas to give her the bottle she lives to devour. The bottle that has been an enemy to me for 35 years and counting may actually turn out to be my new friend. And hmm. <clears throat> Great. Michael, thank you so much for sharing that. Well done. Yeah, thank you. I feel better already. Very cathartic. <laughs> That's my goal, just to just to heal people uh, <laughs> by giving this forum. Um, all right, well, look, Michael, uh, enjoy uh, enjoy the rest of your day uh, in Pittsburgh, and I'll talk to you next time. All right, take care. All right, take it easy. That's Michael from Pittsburgh. All right, um, if you'd like to call in, read a poem, uh, give us your thoughts on uh, on self publishing versus small press, uh, feel free. Uh, that's not the official topic of today. That's just what happened. Um, Area code is six four six, and the rest of the number is seven one six seven three six two. Our next caller is from the five six two area code. Hello five six two. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm great. Well, I'm actually not in the five six two. It's only that my phone is from the five six two. I'm actually in the nine one six. Calling from Sacramento. Hi, Rick. It's Lob. Lob. I had a dream once in which this happened. <laughs> How's it going, man? It's going well. Uh, for anyone listening, a, a, a lob is a is a guy, um, which is really all I need to say. But to continue, um, who I who um, used to used to live down here in Southern California and um, orchestrated poetry events and uh, things called word raves and uh, which went on to the night and and. Uh, um, and the and the early mornings in all parts of town. Gosh, and, we haven't had um, a word raven so long. And then and then he left, left us high and dry. And you know, it's uh, uh, we, we've we've been lucky to survive all these years without you doing these things. Uh, uh, you're too kind, man. So what's, I always, uh, what's I always going see, up in the I, Well, I always you know I always see you post this stuff about this live thing, and I'm usually never around. And today I happen to be around, and I was like. Oh look, I can actually participate from change. And so I figured I'd call and read a poem and say hi. It's so cool. Back when, you know, we were all uh, co-mingling in the same place, you, you this kind of thing, you know, you had to go to the same place <laughs> to share poetry. You know, we didn't have these kinds of things uh, uh online radio, etc. So, um this exactly. this conversation happening is is a miracle of progress. <laughs> I I agree with most of the the stuff that was said in both of those uh both of those callers that talked about small publishing and versus uh vanity presses and 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 end of, you know it's like they both have very strong appeals depending on what you're trying to do. I really sure. think that it has a lot to, I really think it has a lot to do with what you're trying to do with your poetry and if you're just writing it to express yourself or if you're actually writing it to try to get some no, notoriety from it. 
Well, you know, the, the the two can go hand in hand. You know, it's no, they can um, go hand in hand. But some people, but some people don't. You know, there's, you know, like like I write because it happens, and I don't really do a lot of publishing or a lot of. I don't even do a lot of readings hardly anymore, because um, I'm really more busy with my music and my other creative uh, endeavors. But I still write poetry, and it still comes out. And I don't have any, you know, I don't have any real control over it. It's like, oh, the pen needs my hand. I need to get to it, you know. I get what you're saying. It's it's not about expressing yourself versus the. I mean, it's it's about, um, you know, what you what exactly what you said to, to in the beginning. What you what your intentions are with with your art. Are you just doing art for the sake of art, or do you want to be, uh, you know. When I phrase this right, successful as an artist to some extent. Yeah, exactly. Trying to gain. Right. So. Trying to gain another rug on the ladder rather than stay on the you know where you're at on it. <laughs> right. So, and in that case, you really do need to put some thought into what publishing route you take because it it's you know very few people among the number of poets who exist are are getting the giant book deals for, for poems. And even the people right. who get I mean, the giant yeah, book mean, deals are, are, have to teach, you know, because there's not much as much income from poetry as from other kind of books. Exactly. And even if you do get a giant book deal and you get that giant book published, it's like that doesn't guarantee that those books are going to get read or that they're going to actually get places. And so one of the, one of the aspects, like when the, the caller from Canada that was talking about the, using a publisher, the, I think, you know, the, the, the really key point of a publisher is that you're going to get distribution from it. So you're going to get right. more when you're using, when you're using a publisher rather than doing the self press, you're going to be able to reach a little bit bigger of a crowd rather than your immediate crowd base in your geographical area and your social media out, you know, network, um, being able to expand into other people's geographical networks and their, you know, social you know, especially a publisher who has a large social network of other people that they can tap into as well. Yeah, so. I mean, well said. Distribution is is key, and 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 I think when considering small presses to to publish to submit to, um, whether it's a, through a direct submission process or or a contest or something like that, you know, you might want to consider. You know what is the reach of the publisher? How do they distribute? Exactly. Do they... Yeah, take, exactly. How far? How far? You know, are they just going to publish your book and give it to their friends and put it in their local libraries? Are they actually going to send anything out for reviews? Do they have copies set? You know, do they set set aside copies that are specifically for reviews? You know, a number of copies and where? You know, do they have you know, those type of things? Getting getting reviews and getting more having extra copies for reviews are what's the bonuses of having a publisher. Yeah, exactly right. Because the, the truth is if, if, if your measure of success is that your book just gets up on Amazon, the, any of these self publishing tools, create space, Ingram, spark, Lulu can do that for you, you know, uh, on your own dime. You can have a book on Amazon by the end of the day, if you'd like to, exactly. uh, but, but uh, unless someone is made aware of it, through uh, through greater distribution for through either you or a publisher, um, as you said, getting out review copies is key, or just you know spreading it to a wider region. Then then it being up there isn't going to do anything for it. Exactly, and you know, as someone who does both poetry and music, 
both of those things go hand in hand with the same situations. And so like thinking about it in that terms, you know, when you almost have to think about it as you're almost like a musician or an independent, you know, artist, because you really want to approach it with the aspect of how many more, how can I get more reaching? What's my reach potential? Well, there you go. Well, Lob, do you have a you have a poem for us? I, poem, I haven't heard a Lob a poem. poem in a hundred years. I I brought I actually uh, I was listening and you were saying you were looking for something funny and I have something relatively new that I wrote in February that I think you'll like. It's called My Roommate's right. Kitten. I already like it. My roommate's kitten chases its tail in the dark. My roommate's kitten thinks our yard is a park. It plays in the daytime up in the trees and climbs out past where it shouldn't with the greatest of ease. My roommate's kitten got lost for a day, and we were all filled with worry and dismay. But then a nice lady from somewhere down the street brought it home safe, and she was so sweet. My roommate's (laughs) kitten got a collar that night. It rolled on the floor and tried with all its might to get that thing off from around its neck but eventually grew tired and gave in. What the heck? My roommate's kitten and my roommate's cat sometimes fight with each other, and they hiss and they spat, and they slap at one another, and they swat and they bat, but they are just playing. They're sometimes like that. At the end of the day, they are still friends after all. They will lay next to each other and curl up, sleep in a ball, but my roommate's kitten will awake in the night and run around the house while it plays with no light It stops when it hears the neighbor's dog bark, and then my roommate's kitten chases its tail in the dark. I love how your voice got all dark there at the end, like, you know, (laughs) where, you know, the tone is changing uh, with the time of day and and the cat's activity. This is awesome. I have to be honest, I love it. You know, it doesn't matter whether a poem is good or bad. If it mentions kittens, I automatically like it. Uh, you know, when, I, when I'm when I'm reading poetry, I I often, um, you know, like you know, I've got a certain set of standards and things that I look for when I'm looking at poetry and considering publishing it, etc. Um, and and some of that goes away if it's a poem about cats. <laughs> to be honest, it's just it's just how it works. It's, I don't really like this, but I didn't think it was a good poem. But you know, it mentions cats, so it really it's it's getting this many more points as a result. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, love. Really well, I, great thought, to I, hear your I voice. thought I would share a rhyme. You know, I figured you haven't heard me throw a rhyme at you in a long time, and <laughs> I have not. I have not. I haven't heard anything from you in a long time. It's great to hear your voice. Um, I, I hope all is well for you. Up. You want to do a shout out for any any kind of poetry event up in the Sacramento area? Um, well, there's some about? great poet. There's there's great poetry events that happen here in Sacramento. There's a really great uh, regular Thursday night event that's Joe Joe Montoya's open poetry reading that happens at Luna's Cafe on Thursday nights, and it's been going on for a long, long time, probably in its like thirtieth year or something like that. And uh, wow. there's another great, there's a great um, uh, a, a poetry, there's some, there's a lot of great poetry actually happening here in town, but I would say that Luna's Cafe is the one that, that grabs my attention is the, the strong house of stuff. Um, there's lots of open mics up here and 
it's it's pretty swell. I've been really more involved with my music, as you know, so I do a lot more music stuff. And um, I'm actually coming south and playing, going to play a show in Los Angeles on Easter weekend at uh, the Handbag Factory. And and I'm gonna I'm probably make an appearance at Vinyl Solution and and maybe maybe even a reading. Murray and I were talking about something like that. Wow. Well, cool. Well, keep me in the loop on that stuff. And um, again, great to great to hear your voice. And I hope that uh, you don't wait another ten years to call in. Oh, you're well. I, I'll try not to, man. It's, it, you're doing a great job with this thing, and I really, it's really awesome that the that the PSH is, you know over 20 years old now and continuing on. I remember when it was a fledgling idea and it's rad that you're continuing on with this thing and it, and it gets, and it's just exploded. It's gotten as big as it has been. And congratulations, man. Thank you, sir. All right. Have All a right, great day. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, you too. Bye. It was a uh, lob of the Instagon foundation, uh, uh, currently and for quite some time up in Sacramento, California an old compatriot of mine from down here in in Southern Cal, continuing the conversation about uh, self-publishing versus vanity publishing versus getting on a press of some kind. Um, all legitimate routes as far as I'm concerned. Uh, moving on, if you'd like to call in and read a poem, we've got about 15 minutes left. Um, I see three callers on the line. I'm sure we'll get to all of you. But we pro- might have room for one or two more if you want to give a give a try. Call in. The number is 646 716 Seven three six two. Our next caller is from the three zero one area code. Hello. Hey Rick, um, this is area code three zero one. Hiram Larue calling six four six. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Good. Hiram, Listen, uh, I, welcome um, back. Well, thank you. I just wanted to make a call out to Michael in Pittsburgh. I'm down in the kind of greater DC area in Maryland, but I'll be reading up in Pittsburgh. Um, in April, and I would love to get Michael's contact info. You have that, Rick, so if he'd be willing to share it maybe with you, if you could be the conduit, that would be terrific. I'd love to connect with him. I enjoyed his poem. I was hoping to read a real short one here, if I could. Um, it's called... Yeah, just before you, just before you go sure. on, just on that point, um, uh, I don't know that I have Michael's direct contact info, so Michael, if you're still listening, do me a favor and send me an email at rick at poetrysuperhighway.com or uh, message me on Facebook, and I will uh, then pass on you know, your email to, uh, to, uh, to Hiram, uh, to, uh, to give you the information about the reading so you guys can connect about what's, what's happening in in the area. So there you go. That's great. I'd appreciate it, Rick. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, this, this poem is called find, uh, it, it goes, um, find, uh, let me wander on your brow. Let me lose West and learn North. Forever turn towards where? Let me start, stop, ask for, so adore. Let words float off like lost guides. Let your eyes close, so I see. Let less be more. Let all that's near search, and what's far, find. Let me slowly come back along your crest, my heart's path along the ledge. Let my only known be this breeze. Thanks again, Rick, for all that you do. 
we're going to be getting into Poetry Month here before too much longer, so I'm assuming that you'll have a great big shebang for the call-in in April. <clears throat> yeah, well, our April show will be April 23rd, and um, as I, you might not have been listening right at the very beginning of the show, but I publish – or Poetry Superhighway publishes, I should say – a poetry writing prompt every day during the month of April, um, and uh, those prompts are chosen from – ones that are submitted by anyone who would like to submit a writing prompt and um, all the guidelines on what we're looking for and um, examples of what we've published in the past um, are up on the website, poetrysuperhighway.com. It's the first banner that kind of slides across the screen, and that's where you can also submit your own writing prompt. Um, it's all there, and we will publish a, a prompt every single day uh, next month on the website as well as in the Facebook group and encourage people uh, if they write a poem after one of these prompts or any multiple of these prompts to post the poem as a comment in the Facebook group as well. So so that's our shebang that we have going on next month and I hope, and I hope you join in. I sent yeah. in a, a, a prompt and I realize you, as you say in the note about it, you probably get hundreds. But uh, looking forward to seeing those prompts come up in April. Thanks so much, Rick. Thank you, Hiram. Thanks for calling in. Sure. All right, Hiram LaRue calling from uh, the, the, the greater D.C. area. I'm hoping it's, it's still a greater area. It's, 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 it's been more of a difficult area lately, hasn't it? Um, <clears throat> no. No need to respond to that, anyone. Um, all right, the number is uh, the number for you to call in is 646-716-7362. I have no idea where the 646 area code is. Certainly, it's not a Southern California area code where uh, where I'm from. But uh, but but that's the number that Blog Talk Radio gave me, so I'm giving it to you. 646-716-7362. Our next caller is uh, blocked number. Hello, blocked number. Rick, it's Michael of Birmingham. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Hi, Michael. Hi, good afternoon. It's serendipitous that you're having this talk about publishing. Uh, that's a contemporary uh, publishing situation because we're in the 21st century now. Um, serendipitous because what I chose to read today has to do with CBS Masterpiece Theater this evening. They're airing uh, a feature about the Bronte's and their initial publications. And in the course of the years, I have written um, poems. These happen to be Tim Kane poems that have been inspired and prompted by Weathering Heights, uh, Emily Bronte, um, Heathcliff. Um, so I've got five of them that I'd like to read as an excerpt from the overall collection. Is that going to be okay? How long are they? Because we we do have uh, I got a couple other callers and I want to I want to make I sure to be able to get. I told them twenty five lines. You know, that's five of them, and I've kind of got them ordered. I tell you, what, I'll cut it down to four. Okay. All right, go for it. Okay, it's like a it's like a haiku se uh, sequence or series. It's up for Kane, and they're all prompted by uh, Weathering Heights. Um, the first one's actually published in Amaze Amaze hyphen tincane.com, an online Amaze journal, uh, Tincane journal. Uh, this was published in 2007. I think it's volume 17, and it's called Bronte on the Rocks. Strong wheel winds, rains, moors, crags, 
definitive high rock opera before the art went high tech. The next one is a homage uh, to Emily Bronte, Beyond the Book, creating Heathcliff, Emily's reincarnated herself. And the next two are Brougham's that have been inspired by Sister Emily Bronte, uh, Brougham's Brother and Poem, Brother and Poetry, Broetry, Brougham, um, and they're specifically from a group of poems I call Heathcliff Poems. Heathcliff, Novel Study on the Keen Scent of Male Grief, The Weathering House. Reign of Mad Dog. Heathcliff, male grief raising Cain from the weathering, follows follows his heart home of heaven. Great, Michael. Glad to uh, glad to hear more examples of art inspiring other art. In this case, uh, the Brontes. Uh, inspiring your your Sincane, um, uh quartet uh, that you shared with us. Thank you so much. Well, that's ecstatic, you know. Ecstasis, one art, not just yep. a visual art, probably in a form, but when you, on a larger, more general note, and I and I see it that way. It's just if one art generates another creativity, that's ecstatic. Okay. Well, I look forward to the um, uh, next month when it's National Poetry Month, and you have a good day. Thanks so much. You too, Michael. Yeah, um, of course, we published the uh, anthology, Ekphrastia Gone Wild, uh, with that in mind, where I have poets from all over the world, including a Nobel Prize winning poet with Slava Sisimborska, uh, uh, with poems in the anthology, all responding to other works of art. And, and it's t- most commonly used, as, as you probably know, uh, uh, in, the, in the form of uh, poems after paintings, but really, uh, as Michael said, it's it's any time art responds to other art with with art, uh, it's ekphrastic. So um, I'm all about the ekphrastia. Um, okay, um, moving on. I'm going to try to uh, get through these next two callers really quickly to make sure to get everyone in. Our next caller is from the 805 area code. Hi, 805. Oh, hi, Rick. It's Consuela Marshall. Hi, Consuela. Hi, calling from North Carolina. I'm good, North Carolina. Um, I got a poem. Go for it. Okay. And this is inspired by my um, living in the South. It's called The B Word. Exactly your height, the man steps in close to you, wants an answer right here, right here in front of the whitewashed barbecue place. Next door is a pawn shop where a muscular man starts a chainsaw on the sidewalk and your husband won't let you go in. The man in your face wears an old denim shirt, overalls and lace boots with scars of hard labor. His eyes are what gets under the freckles on your skin. They are blue, not the blue of the eyes of your first boyfriend, a sky color touching Kill Devil Beach. No, This man's eyes were that shade of blue you could layer over and over again, like Roscoe when he painted, the layers attacking each other like viruses under a microscope. I don't know what to do, the man tells me about his grandson, who said the B word on the playground. 
I took TV away. I sure did, and I laid my belt on it. Just as I say to him, don't hit him, my husband in a button-down burst out of the cafe door loaded with white styrofoam boxes. Astonished at what I am saying to the man, he almost drops our dinner. On the way home, I tell him about the blue-eyed man and his dilemma. It seems so simple to me. Just teach the grandson to say other words like boogaloo, bedraggled, bungalow, bonsai, bewitched, and Beaujolais. When I showed my dog, I always referred to her as she or good girl. There's a lot of great B words out there. Consuela, where in where in North Carolina are you calling from? Chapel Hill. <clears throat> Chapel Hill. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, really great to hear that poem. Really nicely read, um, and and a great piece. Thank you, Rick, and thanks for all you're doing. And I know you're real busy, and um, it's great to to touch base with you. And like I said, thanks for all the great stuff you do for the poetry community. It's my pleasure. Just. Uh, Glad that uh, that poets are are out there making poetry, you know. So uh, thanks for being among among that group, and uh, and please call in again. Okay, thanks, Rick. All right, bye. Uh, Consuela calling from Chapel Hill, North Car- Carolina. I just got a couple minutes left. I'm gonna see if I can uh, get one last poem in. Hi, three zero one area code. You got something quick for us? Three zero one. Rick, that was three zero one was me, but I've already read. Unless oh, somebody else called in. No, I, well you you just called in again though, so that's oh, calling yeah, in. Yeah, is, well, yeah, because I got disconnected then when I went off. So I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry for the confusion. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, do well. You should listen to the show on the on the website. Um, yeah, I should. And then you, I should. Yeah, I need to get with the twentieth first century. You're absolutely right. Please, Hiram. Please. <laughs> All right. Take it easy. Okay. Well, sorry I had to rush uh, rush you off, Consuela, because we could have talked to you a couple more minutes there, but I wanted to make sure to get to everyone. Just a, a tip for anyone listening, um, only call in uh, uh, if you want to actually talk on the air, um, but otherwise listen to the show on the website or on the on the Blog Talk radio page uh, or in the Facebook window because uh, that's, uh, that's how you listen to the show. All right. Well, hey, uh, what a great show. What a great conversation uh, today about uh, publishing and self-publishing versus getting on a press and, and all of that kind of stuff. I'm really glad to hear from uh, Kay in uh, Austin, Alex from Sault Ste. Marie, Canada, Michael from Pittsburgh, Lob from Sacramento, Hiram from D.C., Michael from Birmingham, and Consuela from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. As I mentioned earlier, our next show is going to be on Sunday, April 23rd, 2 to 3 p.m., Pacific time, and uh, that's uh, you. You do the math if you're not in Pacific time. Uh, I guess that I, I can help you out on the East Coast. Uh, that's 5 p.m. But other than that, I'm I'm no good. So 2 to 3 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, call in and read a poem, and uh, please submit writing prompts. We'd really love to uh, uh, be able to see uh, what goes through your head as you write poetry. What helps you? Uh, inspire yourself. What's your favorite writing prompt that that has generated something good for you? Share that w- with us in the um, uh, using the submission form at our website poetrysuperhighway.com, 
And uh, it could be one of the 30 that we publish next month as part of National Poetry Month. So look for that. And even if you don't want to submit one, definitely um, look for those writing prompts to be published on our website uh, as well as the Facebook group. And, uh, and write poetry next month. Write poetry every day. Just do it. I'm Rick Lupert. Thanks a lot for listening, everyone. Uh, join us next month. Take it easy. <laughs>